They've been called everything from cute to crafty, picky to playful, laid back to lovable, mellow to mischievous, naughty to needy, frisky to furry, and even sneaky and snuggly. You can describe our funny feline friends however you'd like, but one thing is for certain, they have captured a place in our hearts and homes. Today, we'll contemplate these crazy creatures called cats on today's FYI. Welcome to For Your Info. English. You got it. You got it. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of the FYI podcast for your info, for your English. And we've got a great show for you today. In fact, this is the second time that we've had a special guest on the show, and I'm really, really excited to welcome her. So let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome one of my favorite teachers online. Please welcome Suzanne. Hello, Suzanne. Hey, hi, Alberto. Thanks so much for having me on your show. I can't believe I'm actually finally doing this. But here we are. Yes. <laughs> it took me a while to talk you into it, right? To convencer, to talk you into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. Uh, you gave in. Cediste. <laughs> I did. I did. I did give in. I thought it's now or never. I have to leave my comfort zone and yeah, give it a shot. So I think this is, this is a good lesson to our students who are listening. Leave your comfort zone. Even us teachers have to do that at times, right? That's what they say. The, the, the magic is on the other side of your comfort zone, apparently. So we shall, we shall see. <laughs> but, but today we're going to be well within your comfort zone because we're going to be talking about a topic that you know quite a bit about. Well, because you're a cat lover. I am indeed. I am indeed. What, what made you become a cat lover? When did you first get interested in cats? Right. I've always been an animal lover, but I would say that my love affair with cats began when I was quite little and we had our first pet cats. And that's when they put their, their spell on me because um, I think cats are a little bit magical, don't you? Yeah, they've always been associated with magic, you know, uh, in Disney movies and things like this. I think of cats as having like some mystical or magical abilities, right? Absolutely, right. So when I was a kid, when I was quite little, we had um, a couple of cats when we used to live in Cyprus. And I think that's where it started started off this fascination with them. Mm -hmm. And then in my teens and in my early 20s, well, most of my 20s, we didn't have any pets. And so when I finally got cats again, I was just over the moon. Um, I was absolutely thrilled to get, to get cats again. So you've, you had cats as a kid. Then, well, due to circumstances in life, you didn't have cats, but cats are back in your life. So you couldn't keep away from cats is what you're saying. Absolutely not. They had their claws into me. Ah, good, good. <laughs> uh, I like that. <laughs> yes, a warning for everyone. I think there's going to be, there are going to be quite a few feline puns in this show. So That's right, to put their claws in you. I love it. I love it. You're coming with the jokes already, Suzanne. Now wait a second. We're talking about your love for cats, but maybe our listeners right now don't know who 
you are. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, so my name's Suzanne, Suzanne Edie, and I am originally from North London, but I live near Barcelona, and I've lived here for about 20 or so years. And I am a stay-at-home mom, and I teach English for free on social media. Now, this is where um, you, you have, have to do the, the plug. You have to tell us where we can follow you on social media. So you can follow me um, mostly at where I'm most active is on Twitter, and that's English Smarts. Arroba English Smarts. Don't forget the S at the end of smart. Remember, smart cars, that helps. English and smart. I also we'll, we'll put a link too in the show notes so people can follow Suzanne English Smarts. Perfect. I learn things from your account every day. I'll tell you that. Thank you very much. That's perfect. perfect. And you know, you know, oh, there's another pun. She, Suzanne, you're not an English teacher. You're a comedian. You can't lie to me. Now, to explain the pun that you just made right there. Perfect. Right. Well, I think the listeners will know what perfect means, but. Purr is the sound that a cat makes when it's content. And it's the most, it's the most beautiful sound. The soothing sound. Relajante, soothing sound. Absolutely. It is so soothing. And I think this is where cats have one up on on dogs. Dogs don't purr. Dogs are amazing. Dogs are wonderful. But dogs don't purr. And I think, I don't know what the the scientific um, basis is, but... Um, it does reduce our heart rate when we like stroke oh, okay. a purring cat. And, so having a cat it's, is it's good for your health. <laughs> Absolutely. A purr. This is a great word. So see, guys, she used the word purr. I think in Spanish it's ronronear. That's a difficult one to say, uh, to purr. And she said, perfect. All right. Well, Suzanne, you are upping the ante over here. I've got to come back at you with some jokes eventually. All right. So guys, follow Suzanne. It's English Smarts. And you have a couple other accounts too. Do you want to give us any other links or accounts that we should follow of yours? Uh, Okay. I have, um, I am um, active on other accounts, but Twitter is where I'm most active. But I also have a blog, which is called recipesforenglish.com. Okay, recipesforenglish.com. And you can also follow Suzanne on Twitter where she's very active. And that's English Smarts, arroba at English Smarts. I highly recommend you follow Suzanne. Um, All right, well, Suzanne, let's look at the intro. As you can see, I'm I'm sure you knew this already. Uh, I mean, just given my name, I'm a guy who loves alliteration, Alberto Alonso. Do you like alliteration or do you think this is an overused as as somebody who knows a bit about languages. I, I love it too. I think it sounds great. And it's used throughout literature. It's very powerful. Yeah, why not? I figure and, you, and, and you remember it. it. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're more likely to remember something if there's alliteration, I think, anyway. Absolutely. Repetition in general helps us remember. Mm-hmm. It. Absolutely. All right, so let's look at it. Uh, I, I looked up, this was incredible. I was, uh, when I was researching, I looked up uh, cat, adjectives. And I think I found over 175 adjectives to describe these crazy creatures. So uh, there's no doubt that we love cats. Uh, Let's take a look at some of the ones I said in the intro. They've been called everything from cute. Uh, Cute is like mono in Spanish, right? Uh, Sometimes we use cute to talk about babies or puppies as well. Crafty. Now, how would we describe this? This is a good one here. Crafty, Suzanne. Oh, thanks. Give me... (laughs) Well, how would you know? You're passing the buck. Crafty. Okay, crafty. I think of foxes when I think of crafty. Sure. And um, 
cunning um sneaky which actually come sly like like you're plotting to do something sure like you're plotting to take over the world or something that's what people who don't like cats think you know but it's not well they do look really. like they're they do look like they're plotting to take over the world now i don't know if they're really crafty but uh yeah another way we could say is devious too but i think it's just the way they walk and the way they move around that uh sometimes people can think they're this way all right uh mm -hmm. picky are cats picky or is this just a stereotype picky you mean regarding food they're very fussy picky, are they yeah they're fussy yes. they like what they like okay. Our cat Alfie is pretty fussy with his with his food. I have to say, we often have to change it because he'll he'll love something for a while, for several weeks, and then we buy lots of tins of it. And then you open it one day, this tin, and he doesn't want it anymore, and he wants something completely different. So he oh. is a little bit picky. He's a little bit fussy sometimes, but we love him. He's fantastic. Of course. <laughs> Uh, then uh, playful is another one, especially when I think of kittens. Kittens are baby cats. Uh, I think of playful, juguetón in Spanish, right? Mm, uh, laid totally. back. Are, are cats laid back? They're pretty chilled out in general, right? Garfield was laid back, wasn't he? Is Garfield. laid back? Yeah, he hated Mondays. Mm. He was laid back, tranquilo. Uh, lovable. Yeah. What about lovable? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I know there are some cats. Sorry. Mm. I'm... I know there are some cats that people would say that they're nasty and not lovable, but it's like humans, you know, not every human is lovable, are they? So there you go. Right, <laughs> that's true. Well, again, we're stereotyping and these came from a list of 175 different adjectives. So I had to choose some and since I chose the ones that had double alliteration, well, I went with these. But again, these are, are words that we can use to describe humans as well. The next one, mellow. Mellow is somebody who is not very nervous or, or anxious. They're pretty relaxed. Mellow. And some cats are mellow as well. Uh, mischievous. Do you pronounce this like me, Suzanne? I do. Mischievous. But when I was a kid, I would say mischievous. I've heard people say mischievous as well. So that's why it's interesting. I've, this is a, an interesting word yeah. like that. I'm not sure that's correct because I'm pretty sure I got corrected when I was a kid for saying that. <laughs> uh -oh. It sounds good though, doesn't it? I say mischievous, you say mischievous, tomato, tomato. Let's tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> All right, naughty. Now, this one can have a double meaning, too, because naughty is you're a bad boy or a bad girl, but also naughty can have, uh, let's say, a sexual meaning as well. So uh, I wasn't referring to that one when I was talking about cats, by the way. <laughs> but you do, did come up with frisky, and I kind of associate frisky and naughty in the, in the other sense, in the sexual sense, frisky. Right? Or not necessarily. Yeah, but those are two words that can describe people. Like, think about playful, too. I mean, that can be people as well. So, um, again, these are great adjectives to describe not only cats. So, we've got naughty, needy. I, I know a few people who are needy, too. Somebody who's needy. Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> they always need attention. They always need you to pay attention and to listen to them. They are needy. And are cats needy? I think dogs can be needier, right? The cats I've had, I don't, don't think they were needy. No, no, I don't know if we'll keep that one on the list. All right, we'll take we them off. Say, <laughs> we might take that one off. You guys can use the word <laughs> to describe people, but not cats. <laughs> okay, the yeah. next one, frisky is a little bit like juguetón, frisky, naughty, furry, con pelo, furry. That's a good word to know, yeah. I like that one because they're our furry friends. When we talk about animals in general, sometimes we talk about our furry friends, you know. Mm. And our kids have furry toys. There you go. Don't they? Absolutely. Our little kids anyway. 
Sure. Mm -hmm. And sneaky is our, they come on. You can't say cats aren't sneaky <laughs> because they need to be because they're hunters. That's, That's so I'm, going, I'm a cat advocate, so I'm going to stick up for these for these <laughs> lovely felines. <laughs> To speak up for is defender, great word. So sneaky. And then the last one is snuggly, which could be like cuddly as well. And that's, uh, is your cat snuggly? Alfie, yeah, Alfie is very snuggly. One of our cats, uh, Lily, was not so snuggly, but in general, the cats we've had, yeah, you can cuddle up, cuddle up with them. And yeah, on a, on a cold winter's day, snuggle up on the sofa with a purring cat and you're in heaven. Guys, some really good vocabulary already <laughs> on the podcast. Um, also, I want to remind you guys, if you want to get this vocabulary, if you are a patron and you subscribe, you can get access to vocabulary sheets and follow along with all the vocabulary that we're going to look at in this part of the show and also in the bonus part of the show, which is exclusively for patrons. And Suzanne, by the way, thank you. You're one of my patrons. I am. I am. Of course I am. I have to support you in this venture of yours, yeah. I thank you yeah, so yeah. much. And it's great that. stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I wouldn't just just uh, be a be a what would I be a patron? I wouldn't just be a patron to anyone. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate it. And if if you guys want to join Suzanne and tons of other people who have joined our exclusive online community, you can find out more at Patreon.com/slash/AlbertoAlonso. And as I said, you can get uh, bonus episode every week. You can also get PDFs with vocabulary, tons of expressions, classes with me, both weekly and monthly. So if you want to find out more, it's patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And in fact, today, since we've got Suzanne with us, who is a fellow patron, we're going to make the second part, the bonus part of the show free for everybody today. What do you think, Suzanne? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Absolutely. Give it the That's green brilliant. light. Of course I do. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Great, great. All right. So uh, then I said you can describe our funny feline friends however you'd like. But one thing is for certain or one thing is for sure. They've captured a place in our hearts and our homes. And what is it? What do you think it is about cats that has made them so popular in our hearts and our homes and in our feeds on YouTube, on Twitter, what is the secret to the success of cats globally? There's lots of things, okay? Apart from being magical in a good way, they, they're hilarious. If you've ever owned a cat, you will know that they're hilarious. They're always doing funny things, getting up to all these antics because they're very curious. They're very curious creatures. And um, what else do we love about them? They're, they're just fascinating to, to watch because it's like having uh, a tiger or a lion at home because they're actually not that different. Well, <laughs> well they are different, but <laughs> well, they but have the same behavior in many, in many ways. Yeah, but I read a, a figure here and it could be wrong. I mean, you can't believe everything you read on the internet, but I read that a house cat, the common house cat is genetically 95.6% tiger so they are little tigers running around your house who said they are and less dangerous i guess right <laughs> <laughs> and they're just perfect for videos that's why there are so many videos on on youtube because they are always up to crazy stuff i think cats i think that my my personal opinion is i think they are unpredictable and they do crazy funny things and they're showmen, they're, they're entertainers, they're natural. When they see the camera go on, they know that they have to be cute or funny or jump or do something crazy. This is how they have wormed their way into our hearts. 
This is Darwinism. (laughs) They have endeared them. Well, um, the meow, apparently they don't meow to, they don't meow to other cats. They meow to us. They've used the meow to, you know, get their way to get us to give them food. To, to give them, you know, a home, comfort, and, and all that. Right, I'm reading that here. So, uh, meow, which is maullar in Spanish, they develop this skill, this sound, to be able to communicate with humans. So, they get, excuse me, did I say communicate? I meant manipulate. <laughs> uh, it's the battle of cat versus dog. I can, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I may be a dog lover, but if, you'd, if you've noticed, I am not denying the power of the cat. People often ask the question, are you a, are you a cat person or are you a dog person? And that kind of bugs me because I, I bet there's loads of people listening to this that will feel the same way as me. Why do you have to choose? Right, right. I absolutely adore both cats and dogs. Um, right. They are apples and oranges. Sure. Uh, that's, what, that's what we say about comparing things that are totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can love them both. Sure, sure. So we are going to, we're going to make you a cat lover by the end of the show. I, I, I love cats. I just, you know what it is? In my home, I guess I can't have both because it's small, A, and who knows if they're going to get along or get on, like you say, in England. Uh, I think your uncle has a cat that you shared shared a picture of him recently. Oh, yeah, my mother-in-law. Giving like death, death rays or something. Yeah, that, yeah. Just, yeah, using that as a case in point, the, this is why, partly why cats, I think, are misunderstood. It's because they don't have as many expressions as, as dogs. Mm-hmm. And you can't, it's often very difficult to work out what they're thinking. And right. I think we, yeah, we misinterpret what, what the cat, what the cat is thinking. It's, it's normal. We, we, right. we don't speak cat. We, 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 you know, they can't actually talk to us. But I think that's partly why so many people dislike them. Although there are millions of people that love cats, there are millions of people that just don't get cats. I want to say this, though. I mean, I don't know the figures out there, but uh, I think there are more cat lovers in the world than dog lovers. But I, I agree with what you said. Why can't we just be animal lovers? And, and that's something that you said yourself. You're an animal lover in general. So, while we're at it, while we're on the topic, we'll go a little bit off topic. What other animals uh, are you into besides cats? I really love, I love everything apart from, uh, let's say, cockroaches and, and, <laughs> and certain creepy crawlies. Like, I know you have scorpions in Spain, and I'm very glad I've never come across one. Have you seen a scorpion here? Uh, I had a pet scorpion, in fact, when I was in college. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was a little bit sick and twisted. (laughs) Why? No, that's cool. A little bit dark. No, not at all. I think think it's great that people have interest in unusual creatures. Obviously, Mm -hmm. yeah, some of them you shouldn't keep at home. But, and did you, could you pick it up? Um, I, they said I could, but the guy who sold it to me had like six piercings in his head and, and I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm not going to take his word for it anyway. (laughs) So it wasn't, it wasn't the, speaking of, uh, what was the word we said before? Snuggly and cuddly. Let's put it this way. If you want to snuggle or cuddle with your pet, don't get a scorpion. But interesting. Okay. I know what you mean. The non-traditional pets, uh, as long as it's in the legal limits. I'm, I'm always, when I hear this news about people having, you know, alligators, caimanes in New York City, I'm like, come on, that's just cruelty there, you know. Mm. <laughs> you and know, then they end up in the sewers somehow. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they find their mm. survival. They'll they'll find food, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, all right. So cats. Uh, there's no doubt. We're. I think we all agree. Whether you're a dog lover, cat lover, or just a general animal lover, cats are the kings, and uh, they they've made it there. Just got to look at YouTube and see who's got the most views, and that's cats. But where did it all start? I always like to look at the the history, the foundations. Uh, now, usually people talk about Egypt. This is a, a word, by the way. A lot of my students mispronounce. They say. Egypt, but careful guys, it's Egypt, Egypt. And uh, yeah, you've heard this, right? That in Egypt, they domesticated the cat. It's a very well-known fact, right? I didn't actually know that, I wasn't sure that they domesticated them, but I did know that they um, revered cats. Revered is that they like worship them. Like Mm -hmm. some people worship Messi or um, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Or Cristiano Ronaldo, exactly. Yeah, okay. the, the ancient Egyptians worshipped cats. Right. You know? And if you could, I think I even remember seeing hieroglyphics as a kid, like in school books where there were cats depicted as part of their home and they were buried with their cats. But you know what? It goes. And they mummified e- them. Oh, right. Exactly. That's true. They mummified them as well. Just like now, I guess the Egyptians, because right now, anybody who's got a cat or a dog or any pet considers that pet part of the family. And the Egyptians. I think even they were on a pedestal, mm-hmm. uh, pardon the pun, but these, these cats were put on a pedestal. But it wasn't Egypt. Even though Egypt, uh, they were the predecessors of many, many things. In 2004, uh, French archaeologists discovered a 9,500-year-old, so almost 10,000 years old, mm-hmm. uh, 9,500-year-old cat grave, Dumba, in Cyprus, a place you mentioned before, in fact. Okay, I was born in Cyprus. Did I mention that? That's where I had my first cats anyway. That, that's where the fascination, I think, um, started. And, and that's also where I learned that cats aren't always cuddly. One day I heard my mum screaming in the kitchen and I ran into the kitchen and the cat had brought in a grass snake. And the, and the snake was still wriggling. I mean, grass snakes are harmless. Oh my mum was screaming anyway and <laughs> yeah and it was wriggling across the floor and and the cats would bring in uh little they would bring in like dead lizards and things like that which sounds very icky but that's they are hunters that's what they do many people think like they're bringing it to you as like this little, little gift for for you look at look at this look what i got and i read that apparently it's the cat saying look here you are i'm um, i'm showing you um that i've hunted it for you because you're a lousy hunter they think you're a lousy hunter. That's why they brought it to They're you. They're trying to help you out because you can't take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, like, can't, you can't fend for yourself, you poor thing. Good word, defend <laughs> for yourself. Uh, poor human, let me bring him some food. Well, you know what? I want to look at an idiom now that you said that, an idiomatic expression. And we're going to look at some more idiomatic expressions in the bonus part of today's show. But it reminded me of the expression, look what the cat dragged in. You know this very, do you use this one in England? We know it very well. It's it, yes, yeah, a very well-known phrase. I personally I don't know if would I use it, um, but I've heard it definitely in movies a lot. It's like it's very dis- disapproving. Uh, yeah, when, it's like look, you know. I think it's like a good way to describe it is like you guys are all hanging out, and your friend who always gets there late arrives, and everybody says, "Oh, look what the cat dragged in!" You know, look look who just came through the door. Finally, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of, and as you said, it's got a negative too. like, oh my God, let's see what the cat dragged in today. Yeah, I can imagine it on, um, what's that series that you have, um, the housewives in the States? 
like uh, Housewives of New Jersey or something, <laughs> etc. Et it's the I can kind of picture it like some of them are because it's very catty. It's very very bitchy, very catty. Good work. And I can imagine them all together. Um, well, some of them together, and one of the ladies comes into the party or whatever, and them looking at looking and saying. Huh. Look what the cat dragged in. Very sarcastic. Look who just came in the door, and it's not a positive way of saying it. Unless, again, you're mm. being sarcastic with your friends. And uh, I love the word caddy, you said, too. It's another word uh, that we use. And we're going to look at that, guys, in the second part, in the bonus part, which I said is today going to be free for everybody. Uh, we'll be looking at more expressions and uh, words that we get from felines, from cats. Uh, so amazing. I can't believe that. Uh, 9,000, almost 10,000 years old, we've got proof of cats uh, living among us. And, oh, here's another thing uh, I wanted to talk about. If you were a cat, wouldn't you rather be an Anglo or an English or an American cat than a Spanish cat, Suzanne? Um, you've lost me. Why do you say, why do you think they're treated better over there than here? Well, I don't know about you. Uh, when I played video games, I always wanted an extra two lives. Ah, gotcha. Yes. Okay. What is it? Why? Why in Spain do cats only have, they only have seven lives, right? Yeah, that's why I asked but for you. For us, they have not. I, yeah, you lost me. I'm sorry. I didn't follow your lead there. <laughs> don't worry. Your don't lead. Worry. Yeah. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> so obviously, we. Uh, the joke was that we would. I think anybody in their right mind, anybody of sane mind, would say that they would prefer to be a cat that was born in the United States or in England because mm. our cats have nine lives. But here, for some reason, they only have seven in Spain. Yeah, they've been shortchanged. Why Good is that? word. I don't know. We're, guys, if you know the answer, please write to me. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and, and I'll share it with Suzanne or write to Suzanne. Yeah, tweet it, tweet it to us. Let Put it on Twitter. Know. Oh, and there's <laughs> another thing I wanted to look at. Speaking of, you know, cats and culture. What about the black cat? What, what do you think when I say black cat, Suzanne? Well, I, obviously I love black cats, but it's very, um, but very sadly, um, there's a lot of superstition around uh, surrounding black cats. Because through the centuries, or especially in the Middle Ages, they were associated with witchcraft. Okay. If you think of Halloween, you think of pumpkins, you think of witches, you think of skeletons, and you think of a black cat, don't you? Right, yes. Yeah, um, I mean, you even have black cat costumes and things. So I, I think that... Uh, that attitude towards black cats still continues today. Well, it does. It does. I know that um, this is really sad, actually. Animal shelters have um, problems homing black cats oh. because, because of the, these attitudes that still persist today. And it's pretty sad, you know, that we still are held back by these, these superstitions. I mean, I I mean Sabrina. Sabrina was, was a good witch, wasn't she? I didn't watch Sabrina, but I know that she, uh, the, the TV series, she had yeah, a black cat and everything was fun, fun, funky. No, hunky-dory. Hunky-dory. Hunky-dory, not funky-dory. <laughs> See, English, English speakers make mistakes. <laughs> Don't worry. We're human too, guys. <laughs> I hate to say this because it's not the time to make jokes, but we're racist even with cats? We are. We are, we really, and we really are, you know? Unbelievable, unbelievable. So, but as, there, as I think you said, in some cultures, black cats aren't a symbol of bad luck. They're a symbol of good luck, right? That's, that's right. Apparently in Japan, if a, if a cat crosses your path, it's a sign of good luck. Whereas uh, in America, I think, if it crosses your path. In Spain, if it crosses your path, a black cat. No good, bad luck. It's, it's a bad it's a bad, bad omen. Ah, 
Jinx, we have to say jinx because we said the word at the same time. Right, jinx. Explain that one. Explain jinx. Jinx is cuando dices, when you say a word at the same time, you say jinx, which is also another word that means gafe. Like when you talk about something bad that's going to happen and then it happens, you jinxed it. Interesting stuff, Suzanne. I've, I've, as I said, I'm not, uh, I'm more of a dog person, but I've be, I'm becoming more of a cat lover. And you know what? There's more than just one kind of cat. Uh, razas, we say breeds. Uh, there are, um, what I was reading is there are 44 different breeds of cats. Is that true? Uh, I don't know. I know that because you told me that. So I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, I can believe it. I can believe it. I can think of some off the top of my head. Abyssinian, Bengal, Siamese, Manx. Manx cats have no tails, I think. Oh, interesting. I don't know how that came about. Um, but I can tell you about the Persian cat. They, many Persian cats are used in memes, or is it memes? Memes, memes? Memes, yeah. The, these are the cats that look very grumpy. Oh, been, oh yeah. You know the ones I mean? They've, sure. apparently, apparently, they, um, you know, human, we say, we, we thought cats are bad, but humans have bred Persian cats to, to have some extreme, ex, um, like facial features, okay, oh. that they, they don't actually have, um, as far as I know, okay, disclaimer, we're not cat experts here. <laughs> um, they don't actually have a snub nose, naturally. A snub nose is narith chata. And so they have this expression that it looks like they're permanently grumpy. And they're, you know, this explains again why people don't quite understand cats. They think that cats are maybe grumpy when they're not. It's just they were born that way, right. you know? And also, I mean, we're talking about the word breed is raza, but to breed, as you said before, is also to, to procreate. So this, I think, happens too. There's been a lot of overbreeding with dogs and cats and, you know, trying to like make these, as you said, like these uh, almost perfect quote unquote animals to their liking. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work like that. In fact, I think this is a perfect time because we have to get going uh, and take a quick break before the free bonus part today, guys. Um, but I think this is a good time to talk about adopting. Um, how to, you know, how to go about maybe, you know, taking a cat into your home. Can you give us any advice on um, how to go about doing it or what to do if we find a stray cat maybe on the street? When it comes to a, a stray cat on the street, I would be quite wary about taking one into my, my home. Um, and I would recommend that people actually, if they want to adopt a cat, that they go and get one from a shelter. Why is this? Because if you go to a shelter, the staff at the shelter um, get familiar with the cats and they know what kind of personality the cat has, what temperament it has. Right. This is really important when you're, you know, when you're deciding on, a, on adopting a, any animal. It, it helps if you know a little bit about, you know, their temperament before you take it home and find out that it's a complete crazy. Right. And also animal. that they have their shots, you know, for rabies or whatever shots they may need yes. or, you know, that they're well taken care of. You just don't want to take a stray cat, but you can probably report it. I'm sure in the United States, we have something called animal control. I don't know in Spain. Uh, and in the UK, we have the RSPCA. Yeah, oh. here, I've always wondered about that. I don't know, do you have a body like the RSPCA? Yeah, we have here. the RSPCA. They're a little bit different. They protect animals, but there we have animal control. Like if you have, I grew up in the woods. So if there was a bear or something. <laughs> Literally? Come, I swear to God, I grew up having breakfast looking at bears. So, oh, we, you know, we would have uh, all kinds of animals. 
animals. The best thing to do is obviously to adopt um, because there are many uh, cats out there looking for a home. They won't just have a, a place in your home. They'll also find a, a place in your heart forever. And uh, well, we, we've got to take a quick break, but uh, what we're going to do, guys, uh, in the second part of the show, we're going to look at some cat vocabulary. We're also going to look at some idioms that come from cats. We'll look at cats in pop culture, some fun facts, and we're also going to look at a cat that was the mayor, el alcalde, of a small town. We'll also see what Isaac Newton had to do with cats, and we'll also talk about the first cat in space. All that and much more in the second part of today's FYI. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to this, the bonus part of today's FYI. And as I said, it's totally free for everybody. Now, remember, if you want access to the bonus stuff every single week, all you have to do is become a patron over at patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And speaking of my patrons, I want to send a special thank you to them because without them, this would not be possible. This is a self-produced podcast. I do do this in my spare time. And thanks to the 78 people who follow me, this bonus part and the PDFs and the classes and all the extra stuff is available. So let's send all of my patrons a shout out, especially my super duper students, John, Jose Maria, Carolina, Eva, Mila, Deside, Alex, Patricio, Edgar, and Lolis. And don't forget about my interstellar students, Carmen, Pilar, and Diana. So thank you, thank you, thank you, patrons. And if you guys want to find out more, just visit my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Alberto Alonso. And if you want more information, you can even ask my special guest, Suzanne. Suzanne, you're a patron. Do you recommend it? A hundred percent. Well, I have to say that because you're sitting right in front of me. <laughs> you better. <laughs> I wouldn't subscribe if it wasn't worth it. Yes, absolutely. Go do it. All right. Well, Not right now. Listen to this first and then go and do it. Listen to this and be blown away and then say, I've got to subscribe because I want to find out about interesting topics every single week. And not just that. Think about adopting a cat, please. A black one. Hey, <laughs> if you adopt a cat and learn English, wow, I hope this will be a really uh, life-changing show for you. All right, so let's get back into this week's topic, which is cats. And there's no doubt about it. Cats have taken over the world. They have, uh, their goal is world domination and they have done it. Well, at least, as I said, they've dominated YouTube, but uh, they've seeped into every aspect of our pop culture from musicals to cartoons. So let's look at some of those, uh, Suzanne. Any come to mind, uh, any famous cats come to mind? First one I think of actually is Tom in Tom and Jerry. Oh. But I don't know if anybody watches that anymore because uh, is it on TV anymore? It's I'm a not classic. Sure it's correct anymore? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You have to see Tom and Jerry. That is a classic. Of course, I, how could I forget about Tom and Jerry? Uh, which one was the cat? Tom was the cat, right? Tom was the cat. Tom was the cat who was obviously always trying to catch the mouse with the uh, Jerry. With uh, it was very he had a, he was very accident prone in his. Uh, in his attempts to catch Jerry. Good word there, accident prone, propenso a accidentes. Vamos, torpe, clumsy. 
He was, wasn't he? I'm yes, remembering correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and that reminds me of an idiom. It's a cat and mouse game. Right. It's a cat and mouse game. It's a, you know, a bit of a chase, you know, you got to go after and uh, chase as a, as a cat would do with a mouse. Right. Mm, like in a detective show or something. Exactly. Playing a game of cat and mouse with the, the. Serial killer, for example. What, what do you think is the most famous cat in pop culture? Hello Kitty. Hello. Is the, is today's, probably today is the one that springs to mind. Yeah, Hello Kitty. I mean, because Hello Kitty is famous all over the world. I remember when I was in Japan, it's like a religion there, Hello Kitty. And you can get all kinds of uh, merchandise with with, uh, Hello Kitty on it. I've even, I have to admit, (laughs) I confess, I have Hello Kitty pajamas. (laughs) Aha, I knew it. I also think Um, uh, Cats, the musical, I mean, this was one of the most longest running, this was one of the longest running musicals on Broadway and it was about cats. I believe it's Andrew Lloyd Webber was the composer. Are you familiar with the musical? I am indeed. I went to see it right at the beginning, which is um, a long time ago. <laughs> you, saw, you saw the original cast? Of- I saw it right at the beginning. Was it the original cast? I'm not sure, but I saw it you know, pretty much at the beginning. Oh. I remember going to the theater with school and um, that's what I love about, you know, school in London is you, you uh, often have trips to, to the West End. And, and we went to see Cats. Wonderful, wonderful and, show. And speaking of plays, Obras de Teatro, there's the classic Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Speaking of cats, I mean, there's cats everywhere in our cartoons, in our theaters, uh, on our clothing. As we said, what about Garfield? He was a cranky kind of moody cat, wasn't he? I'm not so familiar with Garfield. Uh, he's, he's more of an American, well, he's an American cat. He was a cartoon, cartoon strip. Yeah, he was a comic strip and also it was a, a cartoon as well on TV. And uh, Garfield was really famous. And I think one of his catchphrases was, don't like Mondays. Like he was, he was just cranky all the time. He was a cranky cat. That's the Boomtown Rats. Isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Garfield. Who said it first? (laughs) Send us your answers, listeners. And what about the one now? Antonio Banderas even played a cat, didn't he? A famous one, which I think caught the attention of many people, both in English and in Spanish. Ah, yes. Puss in Boots. Yeah, which was a... Puss in Boots. It was like a spin-off. Was it a spin-off of Shrek? Because wasn't Puss in Boots part of Shrek? Absolutely. Prison Boots was in Shrek, right? And then they did the spin-off film. And, and uh, yeah, he was, I thought he was very good. So look at that. Antonio. Cats are so popular that in the movie Shrek, it was the only one that got their own spin-off. And there was a lot of cool animals. <laughs> and now come to think of it, that that's one of the, few, okay, Garfield is, okay, it's kind of a, a positive uh, way of looking at a cat. But generally cats in movies have, have been shown to be villains or they're really aggressive. And I think this kind of, this is perpetuating um, the fact that, you know, people think that uh, cats aren't, aren't to be trusted. If you right. think, to, uh, they're, they're you know, Lady in the Tramp? Sure. The Lady in the Tramp, those two Siamese cats. Mm-hmm. We are Siamese, if you mm-hmm. remember that one. Sure. And they were really, they were kind of creepy. And I love cats and I love Siamese cats and I, and I have Siamese cats. Right. And yeah, but they were creepy that, 
So they're like vilified or they're often portrayed in Hollywood as like evil or not to be trusted, as you said. Vilified, very nice. I like good that word, word. There, there. Very good word. Vilified. They're made to be vilified. But really, we, <laughs> anybody who has a cat or in their family, somebody has a cat, knows that they're not these evil creatures. It's all Hollywood, you know. Ex- I think, as you said before, they're, the way they express themselves, the way they move, it's just, I think you could even say sleek. They only move uh, when they need to and in the way they need to. I, I love the way cats move. It's very interesting. Right. Stealthy. Stealthy Stealth. is a good word, isn't it? Great word. Like moving that. around in a way that people aren't going to hear or see you. And, yeah, and also, if you're going to, if you're hunting, you have to be stealthy. We've seen those documentaries of lions, you know, crouching down mm-hmm. to, um, you know, lying in wait for a poor gazelle to go past or, or whatever. Sure, they're stalking their prey, as they say, buscando su presa, which is something that cats are doing. And even if that prey is a toy, uh, they they are stalking it as if it were, you know, an animal in the jungle, which is great. That's what part of what makes them so interesting. Exactly. That's why they're so entertaining. I was going to say that. That's why they're fun to watch. When you observe a cat, when you have one at home and you watch it behaving like a, a big cat, it's fascinating. It's fascinating and very funny, which I've already said. They do funny things. They're funny little feline friends. All right, well, let's look at some fun facts. How many Fs can I put in one sentence? Um, All right, speed. These are fast little F-U-C-K-E-R-S. I'm not going to say the word because I don't want a bad rating here, an explicit, but they are fast little Fers, aren't they? Um, Well, I knew that the, the cheetah is very, very fast. He's the fastest land mammal isn't he a cheetah he oh. i don't know why is he because they're girls as well and the girls are fast but, uh, the cheetah um, the fastest land animal that's right i think so yeah well i'm talking about the normal cat the household cat can run at about around 48 kilometers per hour 30 miles per hour mm. for our british and american friends um so 40, <laughs> 48 kilometers per hour now this is short distances they're not uh, you know they're more sprinters than long distance runners. But you know what? You know what that, when you do the math here, and I didn't do the math, I found this. Listen to this. This I think we need a drum roll here. Let's get a drum roll in here. A house cat could beat superstar runner Usain Bolt in the 200 meter dash. What do you think of that? Say what? Yes. Say what? <laughs> are you kidding me? These are fast. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, I love gosh. it. Are you kidding me? Suzanne, I'm telling you, you missed your calling. You should have become a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I want to talk about the cat's tongue, too, because, you know, everybody knows what it's like. Everybody's been licked by a cat, and uh, sometimes it's been described as, Sandpaper, papel lija. What, can, what do we know about a, a cat's tongue? Biologically, I don't, I don't know, but I just know that they've got very, very rough tongues and these serve uh, several purposes. And one of them is, to, um, is for grooming. They can actually use their tongues to, to help untangle their fur. I did not know that. Their fur gets tangled cuando se lia. Mm -hmm. They can untangle their fur. So they're not just cleaning themselves or grooming themselves when they lick themselves, but they're also untangling their fur. That's amazing, isn't it? I didn't know that. I didn't didn't know that. 
So they're, they're multitaskers. Uh, they're, they're doing oh, a lot yes. of different things at a time, you know? Yeah. Amazing. Another reason why they're so amazing. <laughs> but I also heard that it, aside from untangling their fur, uh, grooming, it also uh, stimulates blood flow to their skin. So uh, it also regulates their body temperature and it helps them relax. So let's just say these cats know what they're doing when they're grooming themselves. Yeah. All right. We can't talk about cats without talking about sleeping. How many hours a day does your cat sleep, Suzanne? He sleeps about two thirds of the day. And that is what a, a, your average cat does. They, they, they sleep for like 16 hours a day. I mean, he always seems, always seems to be either sleeping or eating and then a little bit of playing and then back to sleep again. I've got a frog in my throat, not a cat. I've got a frog in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) So at least you don't have a cat in your throat. Uh, She used Mm, Or a furball. Well, you know, in Spanish, they call it, uh, they say to have a frog in your throat is tener un pollo. (laughs) I do, they are... They I call didn't. it a chicken. How? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How if I lived here so long and not heard that one? Yeah, a frog, <clears throat> a frog in my throat. And cats. Well, speaking of you, just you just made another pun, Suzanne. See your comedy. You are all. I'm telling you, I, I would pay to see you do some comedy. Yeah. Um, oh, and you said a good word too. You said the word fur balls. A fur ball is what is it? How would you describe a fur ball? I've seen these before, but. Is this just hair that collects in the cat's stomach? I'm not sure exactly where it where it collects, but it's potentially quite dangerous for a cat. All this grooming that they do, they are um, swallowing hairs, uh-huh. okay? And I think, yeah, there's a danger of it going into this. I, I don't know if it ends up in the stomach or what happens is, is don't be surprised if suddenly your cat looks like it's um, in, in a bit of pain and starts to um, retch because very often it's because they've got a fur ball, which is, yeah, a ball of fur, which gets stuck somewhere in their anatomy. Right, in their and, throat or in their esophagus yeah, or something. Yes, yeah. and yeah, I guess it's some natural reaction to Poor expel. <laughs> expel, it looks, it's not nice, it not, it's not nice. You can see that they're just in discomfort. You can, yeah. you can give them, um, I'm not too sure what it is in, in English, malta, malt. There's oh. a special paste that you can give them and you, you spread it on their pores oh. and they lick it. We haven't done lick either, have we? Lick is a good word. Lamer, so Spanish, good. Yes, so yeah. they lick, they lick this um, substance and um, it helps it go through their system. Oh, wow. Interesting. I, I have a fact. Trivia. I have, yeah. This is one of my favorite ones. Okay. Did you know that you can have kittens in the same litter with different dads? Okay, so let's look at those, that vocabulary first. Kittens are baby cats, and litter is the family of baby cats that are born together right? So you can have small, you can have kittens in the same litter that can have different dads. How does that work? I can't, biologically, I I couldn't explain it to you, but I just know it's a fact because it's what happened, it's what happened to, to our cats. We, we, we had a, a mother and a daughter cat. The daughter was a Siamese and the other four kittens were, were European, the European breed. So we had a, like a cute, not that they're not, they're not cute, the European ones, but there was this Siamese cat and four big black and white uh, European cats and, and with the same, obviously the same mum, but that meant that they had to be different dads. See, guys, uh, learning so much about cats here. Another thing uh, I read, 
a cat's nose would be almost like the equivalent of a human's fingerprint in 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 the fact that uh, it's di- different. Uh, it's unique. Every cat has a different nose. Is this true? I learned that from you. You told me that. Well, so if you it. told me, then it, then it must be true. <laughs> Listen, I'm asking you because you're the cat lover here. <laughs> I, I found it on the internet. That doesn't mean it's true, but it sounds right. I have to admit, I have never learned so much about cats. You know, in the, in the last week or so, I've learned a tremendous amount of cat, about cats that I didn't know in the, in the 20 years or so of having them. And it's just, it's endless. There's so much fantastic, wonderful, fascinating information about them. They have such a history. Sure. So go, go out and, you know, if you like cats, that's one way to practice your English is, is read, it, read up in the, on the internet about cats, read books about them. And yeah, it's a, they have a very, very interesting, sure. dark at points, uh, history. So, yeah. It's an interesting, it's a fascinating topic. And uh, all right, well, I, I, I told people I, I owe you a couple explanations. Let's put it that way. I told you I was going to tell you about a cat that was the mayor of a small town in Alaska. And have you heard about this uh, this cat, Tabby? Me? No, I haven't. Okay, well, it's a, excuse me, the cat's name is not Tabby. It's the, the type of cat is an orange Tabby. I didn't even know this breed. And the cat's name was Stubbs. And the cat was the mayor of a, a small town in Alaska called Talkeetna. And the cat was the mayor for 20 years. They voted this cat the mayor. So I guess there were no good politicians in the area. Uh, It might happen again. (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, you know, right now some people are thinking about it. Maybe I should vote for a cat. Uh, But yeah, Yeah, there were were several uncontested elections. And uh, of course, the cat didn't have any legislative power, but uh, the locals loved the cat so much. And even tourists loved the cat so much that... uh, they decided to elect the cat mayor. This is uh, Talkeetna, Alaska. Seems like they have a lot of free time on their hand and no good candidates. <laughs> All right, so Isaac Newton, uh, a fellow Brit, Cambridge, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Isaac Newton. Do you know what he has to do with cats, Suzanne? I do. Should I spill the beans? Of course. Should I let the cat out of the bag? Oh, yeah, of course. Tell us. Good expression there. I don't know the the ins and outs of the story, but I believe that he has something to do with the invention of the cat flap. That's right. right? The cat flap, the the hole in the door that lets the cat go in, uh, come inside and, and and leave the house as well. And how did that come about? Well, supposedly, now I read this on the internet, Suzanne. I don't know. <laughs> we are, like we are Wikipedia experts. <laughs> yeah, but if you have to say that before everything you say, then it's going to be a long show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Newton was supposedly, there you go, supposedly. We don't know. We can't confirm it because we weren't alive. But uh, Newton was supposedly working on his experiments at the University of Cambridge, and uh, he was constantly interrupted by cats that was scratching, (laughs) scratching at his door. So he called the Cambridge carpenter and he sawed, to saw is with a saw, sierra in Espanol, two holes in the door, one for the mother cat and one for her kittens. And supposedly, I don't know, I haven't been to Cambridge. Uh, I was only there once, but uh, those doors with the holes are still there on campus. That is absolutely fascinating. I, I didn't. I, I didn't know that. I, I heard something about the the cat flap, but uh, I didn't know the actual details. Move over <laughs> gravity. 
<laughs> I mean, Newton, yeah, gravity, that was cool. But the, the cat flap door, come on, that's genius. It's very handy. It's a very handy invention, yes. As long as the cat doesn't get stuck. Oh, I have another, I have another thing to add. Sure. The whiskers. The whiskers are the, um, like the thick hairs mm -hmm. that cats have around their mouth, above their um, eyes, and even on their legs. Mm -hmm. And um, they use, well, they have multiple uses, but one of them is so that they can um, navigate narrow spaces. It helps them know whether, you know, a space is going to be too tight to move into and then they would get stuck. And that those whiskers help them. Isn't that amazing? And apparently they are gen they're generally are the, the width of the cat. So if you get a big oh. Garfield must have had pretty long whiskers. <laughs> <laughs> interesting, yeah. interesting stuff. Well, and whiskers, the, the brand ahead. as well. Oh yeah, Sorry, the, whiskers uh, is also a brand. So you might food. so whiskers is not a word that you're gonna forget because it's a brand. Apart from the, the brand, it's spelled W H I S K K A S and the proper word is W H I S K E R S. If you guys are patrons, then you'll have access to the vocabulary sheets. But uh, you know what I'm, I'm thinking as you tell me all these things that cats do to adapt and how they multitask, I think cats are a beautiful example of Darwinism, of how, you know, you have to adapt to survive and how do you use, you know, your body and your tongue and what you have to, to keep your race thriving, your breed, whatever you want to call it. And they are thriving. They are. are. The domestic cat is thriving, but the big cats aren't. Sure. Beautiful well, big we're gonna, cats are not thriving. We're going to do another episode on uh, big cats, jungle cats. Are you in? Are you in? <laughs> I guess so. She's we'll like, see. I don't know. We'll see <laughs> how this one comes out. Okay, let's see. <laughs> if this one gets like one star, then uh, then no. But if, if it gets five stars, then Suzanne will come back and do one on jungle cats, on big cats. <laughs> and we can call you the Tiger Queen now that the Tiger King is so so popular. <laughs> We've got to, I owe you guys some other things before we get going. I We always talked about the first dog in space, but, uh, and monkeys and all this stuff, but nobody really talks about the first cat in space. And the first cat in space was Felicet, Felicet uh, also known as Astro Cat. I like the Astro Cat name. Uh, and uh, supposedly she was the first and only cat to go to space. And this was on October 18th, 1963. So poor Astro Cat kind of got upstaged by the Russian dog and, you know, all these other animals, don't you think? I think she came back, didn't she? Some of the dogs that went into space never came back. That the very, uh, there was a very famous dog that went into space, which I, whose name I cannot recall. And so if you want to pop that in Twitter, you can do that too. I just can't remember. Well, you um, know, but they, yeah. I think that's a cool shirt, Astro Cat, with a picture of Felly Set, you know, with like a, with like a, an astronaut helmet on. I don't know. I think this could, uh, mm. we could market that, <laughs> the Astro Cat. <laughs> <laughs> I like Sounds it. cool to me, you know. You can put it on cats on pajamas, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of, let's go right into it. We've got so many, not just in pop culture, uh, not just on YouTube, but uh, also we've got cat idioms. We've looked at a few, so let's review some of the ones we 
we've looked at, and we'll look at some new ones. Um, one that we've said before, and Suzanne mentioned a, a couple times, I believe, is to let the cat out of the bag, which means to tell someone a secret that, uh, or a surprise that you weren't supposed to say. Uh, to let the cat out of the bag. Well, one you just said, uh, Suzanne, was the cat's pajamas. Yes, when something is amazing, when it's wonderful, we say it's the cat's pajamas. But I have to add that I think it might be a little bit dated. Oh, okay. we also say the cat's whiskers. But I actually love to say, like, again, you know, cat lover me. Um, mm. I do like to say that something is the cat's whiskers. Okay. It's worth bearing in mind that, you know, um, expressions will go in and out of fashion. And some will become a bit dated, but it's a nice one, though. But the cat, raining cats and dogs. Sorry. Let, me, let me tell you something, Susan. I got, I got, a, I got a bone to pick. Ah, see, I, there's my first joke. Tengo algo que discutir. I've got a bone to pick over here. So when something's awesome, it's the cat's pajamas, or it's as you just taught me, the cat's whiskers. But if uh -huh. it's if it's something awesome, and we use the dog as the example, as the example, excuse me, it's the dog's bollocks, las pelotas. <gasps> So what happened? You were spelling, I thought you were spelling the bad words. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to spell them? I think in, Amer <laughs> in my country, yeah, next they won't know what it means. Maybe. I don't even know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? That's my mother would say. What the so, hell? Vamos, si queréis decir que algo es la leche, it's the cat's pajamas, the dog's bollocks, las pelotas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Obviously, it's vulgar. All right, you just said one. What was the other one you said? And I cut you off. Sorry about that. Um, we were going to talk about uh, raining cats and dogs, I think. Right, correct. Yeah. How do you feel about raining cats and dogs? How often do you say that, Alberto? Do you say that every day when it's raining? Uh, let me think of the, last, the last time. time. Let me think of the last time I said that. Hold on. Hold on for 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that. So, well, maybe when I was five years old. Uh, normally we say it's pouring when it's raining hard. That's what I would say. Yeah, I, I hate to break it to people because that, that is one of the first idioms that, that learners will, mm. will learn. And it's, and it's very sweet and it's very graphic. But I have to say, I, I cannot remember the last time I heard it. You know, I'm, I'm not sure that we use it very much. Yeah, they, they teach it's it. It's cute. We like it, but we don't really say, native speakers don't really say, it's raining cats and dogs. You yeah. know, it's if you're talking to a child to be cute, but normally we'd say it's pouring. Yeah, um, or it's, go ahead. Or there's a more vulgar way, which... Alberta, I don't do the vulgar ones. Alberta does those. Oh, thank well, you. Beginning uh, with <laughs> it's pissing down. One, there, thank you very much. Yes. Again, because okay, my my mother may listen to this. So. Oh no! So Alberto's the bad guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to say to you next time we have to say a swear word, una palabrota. I'm going to say, "What's the matter, Suzanne? Cat got your tongue." Very good. Very good. Yeah, that's that. That is a good expression. People do use that one. Yeah, when when someone is supposed to talk and the and the words are not coming out and you look at them and you say, "Cat got your tongue." It's like, have you? It's like, have you lost? Have you lost your tongue? Have you lost the? Yeah, what? To no, you got nothing to say now? You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we say this one in Spanish too. El gato said something about el gato y la lengua too. So that one you might recognize our Spanish listeners. What's the matter? Cat got your tongue? All right, we looked at catty before earlier in the show. What about fat cat? If somebody's a fat cat, how would you describe someone who is a fat cat? A fat cat for me, this is used a lot actually um, in the UK press, the UK newspapers to talk about. It, it tends to be directed at men. Wealthy men um, in business, at, you know, at the top of the top of a company, 
maybe taking all the you know the idea that they're taking all the money maybe they're taking all the cream so to speak that's maybe that's why they're called fat cats yeah yeah i think of like the big corporate greedy bosses sitting around these big tables smoking cigars making decisions that affect people they don't care about <laughs> summing it up <laughs> would, would you use it with yeah, for us to be like, these guys are a bunch of fat cats. You know, they're just sitting around getting rich and kind of, you know, like, you know, big wigs kind of. But it, it has, it's got kind of a negative thing in English if somebody's a fat. Oh, ab- you know. absolutely. In the UK press, it's, it's a negative thing. You wouldn't greedy, say, hey, I'm a fat cat. You know, greedy type. Yeah, you know. taking more, more than your, definitely, definitely it's used to, to say when, you know, if they have a big um, pay rise. Mm-hmm. Where um, when the company is actually doing really badly, that's when Fat Cat gets used a lot. Absolutely. All right. Well, mm-hmm. Suzanne, I hate to say this because we are running out of time here. We literally have a couple minutes. We have like 10 other idioms er, and words to look at, but we don't have time, which is good because that's your homework. Uh, you got to look into this uh, amazing world of cats on your own and look up further vocabulary. And also remember, there's some great documentaries about these interesting animals out there that I highly recommend you watch in English. All right, Suzanne, let's choose one more word each. Which one do you want to take? One that you think we've got to teach them before we get going. Perhaps no room to swing a cat. All right. Well, you that's, know what? That's one I would use a lot. I don't use this one. So this is great because oh, you're going to teach me. Yes, you're going to teach the students. And oh. when do you use no room to swing a cat? I would use it to talk about a room that's very small. You know, like, hey, uh-huh. yeah, he's, he's got a great, lovely kitchen, but oh, there's no room to swing a cat. You know, some people have very tiny, well, I used to have a very tiny kitchen living in Barcelona and mm-hmm. there was no room to swing a cat. Where does it come from? I don't know. Does, is the idea that you stand there swinging a cat by the tail? I, I, I get. I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Cat, but, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to describe a, a, um, a very little room, you can say there's, yeah, but there's no room to swing a cat. Now that you say it, I mean, it makes sense. There's no room to swing a cat. But again, guys, mm. don't be swinging cats. cats. We don't recommend it. It's cruelty no. to animals and we don't recommend yeah. it. All right, I'll give you the last one over here, one that I like as well. It's one I think that uh, is also used in Spanish and it's curiosity killed the cat. And um, you know what I always say after this, uh, Suzanne, as a, as a curious person? <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> Oh, um, so I, I don't know. Is that your favorite one or no? That's not your favorite one. Curiosity. No, oh, no. I, but I, I will, I might use it if someone's being a bit too nosy. I might okay, say, so oh, yeah. okay, you know, curiosity killed the cat. Right, yeah, <laughs> like, like, somebody's being nosy, correct. Possibly. Yeah, that's how, I think that's how I would use it. Yeah, right. And there's a band, there's, well, there was a band called Curiosity, curiosity Killed the Cat, a oh. UK band. Uh, it's going back in time, before your time. There's, well, there's a group called the Stray Cats, Los Gatos Callejeros. Oh, wonderful. They're great. They're great. We're give uh-huh. them homework right now, Suzanne. Guys, <laughs> your homework is to go out there and find all these cat references in movies, music, series, and, of course, learn about these fantastic felines. I had to get another double alliteration in there. Suzanne, <laughs> uh, give us your social media handles just so we can follow you. This way, guys, if you're not following Suzanne, you should follower right now uh, when this podcast ends. Okay, I'm in several places on social media, but where I am most um, prolific, most active is on Twitter, and that's arroba uh, English Smarts. Um, but I also have a blog, and that's called recipesforenglish.com, and um, 
yeah, check, check them out. And I would love you to, to tweet pictures of your, your felines or your dogs. I don't care. I love them all. So <laughs> bring it on. Great, great. <laughs> or your cat videos. What, Wonderful. Suzanne says anything you got about pets, cute animals, doing tricks, whatever, just yeah. smiling, being cute and cuddly, send them to her. It's, uh, Suzanne is at English Smarts on Twitter and her blog is Recipes for English. Suzanne, I want to thank you so much for being here. Uh, I learned a lot. I laughed. I had some fun and I hope, well, I hope the listeners did as well. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. Really good fun. Really good fun. Yes. And thank you for yeah pushing me out of that comfort zone there you go guys and take that as your lesson too. get out of your comfort zone because that's when life really really starts that's it for today's episode of f y i hang on hang on bring that music back in how could I forget about my amigos? Special thanks to Augusto Hernandez for the song, Souvenir. Also, my amigo Nacho for lending me his voice and expertise in editing. Now, the show is officially over. See you next week. Tengo que reconocer que...